apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. May God give us wisdom and courage for interpretation, and may God give us wisdom and courage as we try to apply the truth of Scripture to our lives. Amen. When I was an elementary school kid, I loved, I, I really liked going to church in elementary school. I got a lot of attention in Sunday school. If you didn't know this about preachers, preachers like getting a lot of attention. We stand up in front of people every week, and it's just kind of a character flaw. But I loved getting a lot of attention in Sunday school, and I, believe it or not, I sang in the children's choir. I was kind of the lead character in all the little plays that our church would do, and, and uh, it, was, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. I liked church so much that I uh, got my crossing guard from elementary school to start coming to our church. I was that kid that was like inviting everybody to start coming to our church. Our crossing guard started coming. He met... He was a single man, he was a widow, and he met another, or he was a widower, and he met a widow at church, and they got married, and thanks to me, you know, um, they're both in heaven, and so I loved church, and one of the things that would happen every Sunday morning when I was little is the pastor would have a children's moment, and so we would all come forward, and he didn't play a game with us, he would just tell us a story, then there was always some sort of object lesson, I, I think, and what I remember about the mustard seed, the first time I saw one, I was sitting at the steps of Epworth United Method, the steps of the chancel at Epworth United Methodist Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And Wilson Holman had this little plastic cube. And inside of the little plastic cube was a mustard seed. And he talked to us about how a small amount of faith can do really big things. And I remember that. And as I grew older, I remember going to Christian bookstores and seeing those little necklaces that have that cube on it, and I, I've never wanted one. And as an adult, I've grown to not like them. Because to me, this passage where Jesus says, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, go into the ocean, and it will go into the ocean. Another place, he says, you could say to that mountain, move, and it would fall to the sea. And it makes me struggle, and here's why. The equation works something like this. If Ross had a small amount of faith, Ross could do miracles. Ross doesn't do miracles, therefore Ross doesn't even have a small amount of faith. When I work out the logic of it that way, I feel like I don't have enough, and I'm not alone. John Wesley, one of the greatest theologians in history, has there's a story about him where he almost quit preaching and felt as though he was not a Christian because he didn't have enough faith. And his friends that were around him, he would meet with them once a week and they would pray together and they would eat food together and they would study together, much like our growth groups do. His friends from his growth group, or Holy Club is what they called it, said to him, John, preach faith until you have faith and then you will preach faith because you have faith. I'm not alone in my struggle of feeling like I don't have enough faith, and I don't think you are either. In fact, I think we probably all have the experience where we know someone that we love dearly who is sick, and we pray for them. 
And most of the time, what we pray and what I hear people pray when I pray with them is, Lord, heal my dad, heal my mother, heal my uncle, heal my friend. Make this thing go away. Make their heart work right. Make the cancer go away. And a lot of times those people die. And then there are passages of Scripture that say, if you have, like, the prayer of a righteous person avails much. And so it's like, well, I guess we're not righteous enough because we're praying these prayers and nothing is happening. So I don't really like this thing that Jesus says. It feels like a judgment to me. And so when I don't like something, I try to twist it around to make it where I can like it, right? And I have a friend in Texas who is a New Testament professor, and occasionally I'll email him and say, hey, I was looking at the Greek of this word, and I think this is what it needs to mean. Notice, needs to mean. (laughs) And sometimes he'll say, well, you're in luck, because that's what it does mean. And sometimes he'll say, like, yeah, that's definitely not what it means, so don't teach people that. (laughs) So this last week, I was looking into this passage. I started looking at the Greek, and I'm I'm not good at Greek and Hebrew. But there are people on the internet who are incredibly good at it, and there are amazing resources on the internet where you can go and look at scholarly interpretations and of words and all the craziness of them. And so I found out that in Greek, there is what is called the present conditional clause. Do we have any English nerds in here? I, I, does that even exist in English, present conditional clause? Well, it does in Greek. And this is the way it works. The present conditional clause means this. If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, and you do, you could say to this mulberry tree. So Jesus isn't condemning. He isn't judging these apostles who are saying, Jesus, increase our faith. He's saying, increase your faith. You have enough. What you have is enough. We do this thing around here, we'll do it in two weeks, that Stuart has named rapping with Ross. Don't get excited, Christian, I'm not gonna start rapping. But rapping in the, in the nature of the word is like conversing, having a conversation. And so in two weeks we'll do this, so next week you'll, ha- you'll be passed out index cards and you can write questions on them. You can write questions about the Bible. You can write theological questions. You, whatever kind of questions you want to have to do with our faith, you can write them, pass them in the offering plate, and then I'll be given those cards. And, and I kind of, I, I curate the questions, and then I put them into, into piles, because I can't ever get to all the questions. And so I want to generalize and say, like, well, there are 15 questions about this thing, and there are five questions about this idea, and there are there's one that's by itself. I'm going to try to get to that. And, and generally, there are always questions that are something like this. Is it okay for me to be frustrated with God when I don't think God is answering my prayers? Or why is it that it seems like God can't answer my prayers? Essentially, they're saying, I don't feel like I have enough faith. And is that okay? I think that's a general question that we all have at some time. 
That's why when we say the affirmation of faith together after I preach, it always says, we believe in God our Father, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. We believe in the Holy Spirit. It's always a we instead of an I, because if I'm being completely honest, there are days that I struggle to believe. But you know what? We believe. And our collective faith is way more than enough, because if you have faith, or in the, in the Greek, it's actually y'all, <laughs> for real that is an actual thing in the Greek there's a version of the Bible you can look it up online called the y'all version so get your phones out go to yallversion.com and every time that it's the, the uh, whatever that is when you means plural it says y'all because we understand y'all right and so y'all have faith the size of a mustard seed and that's enough. So when you pray that prayer, and you're wondering, like, is God going to answer this prayer? That is okay. We have this great praise band, and Michael leads them, and we all sing along, and, and we sing these songs of praise to God, but sometimes I think we need a lamenting band. The Bible is full of laments, or as the version we were reading from Habakkuk, complaints. And we're not taught that it's okay to complain to God. I sometimes get so frustrated with God that I can't do anything except complain. Why doesn't God answer this prayer? Why is God letting that thing go on? Every single day of the week, I have to pray, please don't let there be a school shooting. I'm so sick of that prayer, and it's going to happen. Like, we know it, right? I guess I don't have enough faith that God's going to answer that prayer. Is that a lack of faith, or am I complaining? Because here's the thing, Habakkuk was struggling. Habakkuk did not believe that God was doing anything or that God would do anything. Here's the other thing, Habakkuk was righteous, the prayers of a righteous person. Righteous means in right relationship with God. What we typically do is when we're not in right relationship with God, instead of complaining and instead of lamenting, we give God the cold shoulder. Anybody have relationships like that? I, probably you're not the people who do it. But you probably know people, not you, of course, but you know people who, when they get upset, just give you the cold shoulder. They're not going to talk to you. They're going to act like you don't exist. They're not going to look at you. Well, that's what we do to God sometimes. God didn't answer that prayer. I'm done. A righteous person complains, stays in the relationship, because... They have enough faith to stay in it. Now, on the flip side of that, it's hard to know. There are times that God is inviting us to do something. There are times that we're asking God to do something and God is saying, okay, go, do the thing. Start the project. 
and we don't know what's going to happen because we're in one of those places where we're just not sure and we're not feeling God. There's a video uh, a scene from Indiana Jones that illustrates this perfectly. So, but what happens when you step and you fall? I think it's not that hard within community. If we're in community with people and we're trusting God and we, we have some sense that God is present in our lives to take a leap of faith, right? To step off and trust that God is going to catch us. But what happens we can't feel God? What happens when we can't hear God? What happens when we can't sense God's presence around us? How in the world do we take that step? Because I feel like taking that step is not faith. I feel like taking that step is being certain that it's going to be okay. And there are times that it's not okay. So where is God when that happens? Here's my attempt at an answer to that question. When we step and fall, God is with us, with the people who surround us. The relationships that we're in, that support us and love us, even when we fail, even when we're struggling, that's where God is. God works not only through the Bible and not only through mysterious ways, but God works through you. That's why we have to be in relationship with people. That's why we have to know what's going on in other people's lives. That's why we have to pray for them. That's why we have to ask them how they're doing and actually mean it. Because God works through us. When our faith is weak, when we're struggling, look around, talk to people, complain to God. And I, I promise you this, this church supports one another. God works through all of us who are in this room. So, you may not have faith the size of a chili seed, but y'all have faith the size of a mustard seed. And that's enough. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So we keep on practicing. Welcome to the gymnasium. Welcome to the classroom. Welcome to the practice field. Every team I was ever on, there was a time that you do a bunch of stuff. And then the coach calls you together and you think it's over because the coach talks to you a lot. And then there's more, like there's something else you have to do. Here's the something else we do at this practice. Because you know we're practicing in here, right? We're practicing for what happens out there. So one of the things that we have to do out there because of our faith the size of a mustard seed is share that small amount of faith that we have with other people. So let's practice doing that. Morningstar, what do you believe? We believe we are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, 
to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to live with respect in creation, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. We are not alone. Even when it feels like it, we're not alone. We have to trust that. And when we feel alone, complain about it. Tell God it's okay. Because if God can't handle our complaints, then God is not God.